so hi uh, welcome to the good noise podcast with home is aware we're gonna ask them some questions today about their new album i became birds i'm gonna start uh, so congrats on that by the way guys how do you feel about the response to it uh joe why don't you go first i was i was on here last time okay yeah it's um it's awesome thank you for the congratulations of course um yeah it's surreal it's uh um it feels really good uh seeing people you know um congratulated and uh uh i love the the um, the i guess memes i don't know <laughs> a better word to describe it but um the uh the Joyce Manor thing was cracking me up mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. one second shorter than Joyce Manor self-titled yeah and they actually responded to that that's hilarious i love that that's yeah. awesome mm-hmm. Joe, could you imagine a world where we were like, yeah, Joyce Mader casually just responded to us? <laughs> no way. That's, that's a great world. Yeah, no, this mm-hmm. is a world worth living. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, the response has been pretty crazy. Um, I knew, like, a few people would be, like, pretty into it and kind of excited, but, like, I was not expecting even half of what we've gotten, you know? Like, this is, um, like, a dream. Like, it feels unreal. <laughs> like it feels like you know i didn't like i just never woke up you know yeah. and it's just it's just weird it's very weird um i'm still kind of taking it in like you know there are day like i'll just be walking around at work and then i'll just like start like manic laughing because i'm like holy shit it's happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for sure like, and oh, it's God. and it's also weird uh everything being virtual and it feels yeah. almost as if we can't uh for lack of a better word capitalize on it you know because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I want to do something, but we can't play shows. We can't, yeah. you know, even get together as a band uh, and and do anything really. So mm-hmm. it's it's such such a virtual thing where it's like the best we can do is just share things, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and uh, be excited about it. And everybody's excited, you know. But I can't wait till um, you know, uh, shows can happen again, and and we can start, you know having fun with it yeah, yeah we've made some Definitely. some interesting friends some really cool people like have shouted us out and like followed us and like reached out and we're like yo this is you you made a good album and i was like thank <laughs> you so much and i'm like trying very hard not to like freak out like oh my god so-and-so thinks their album is good i'm gonna shit my pants you know? like, it's like, <laughs> yeah like it's like i've been listening to a lot of the the people who have reached out for like a really long time and it's just surreal to think that like I'm having like not only like a casual conversation, but like one where they they see me as us really as like an equal or I don't know how to put it. Not mm-hmm. like an equal, but like as a contemporary, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's really weird. I get that. <laughs> really yeah. weird. That's still set, setting in, you yeah. know, like I don't know where I'll get like a message from like awake but still in bed and like, ha ha ha, that was a funny meme. And I'm like, holy shit. I <laughs> Like these, they're just... They're just hitting me up. Yeah. Yeah. Hitting me um, up. I mean, the the response to the album was insane, but even before it was out, like you guys sold out of tapes in a couple hours. The yeah. premiere yeah. of the song you guys did through us hit 1K. I just pulled it oh today and it, it was well over 1K. Um, so I was like, wow, holy shit. No joke. Yeah, we went up like, like 4,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Oh my God. Top selling bandcamp album on bandcamp for every genre Stop. like emo you- midwest emo like number one or number two easily 
Um, I feel bad we're the number one selling Screamo album because we only have one <laughs> Screamo part. I'm sorry yeah. for health. I'm sorry. It should be y'all. I'm be be real. It should be for your health and number one for Screamo. But I'm flattered. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, and then what? I think we're almost at 50k on the whole album on Spotify, <gasps> which is nuts. It's not even been out a week yet. That's yeah. insane. That's huge. Would, that's what I was expecting at like the end of the year, you know, but a week, like God knows where the hell we're going to be at by, by, by the end of the year. Our, yeah. uh, the end of the year Spotify posting is going to be pretty, pretty lit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that's bigger numbers than some of the like sign bands that Gloria and I showed our pants over interviewing <laughs> for their first week. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's insane. Congrats guys. Completely deserved. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Of course. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the cover art and album title? Um, yeah, um, the album cover is from, uh, both from the single and this album cover are two pictures from the Enfield Poltergeist, uh, mm-hmm. which is apparently what The Conjuring 2 is based off of. I've never seen The Conjuring. I, I like good movies. And, <laughs> yeah, so uh, true. Tell them, tell them. Like, I like good spooky movies. Like, this is literally, this is my favorite movie ever. Like, I could watch mm-hmm. this literally every day and be fine. Um... But uh, the album cover was like, I felt like the colors on both covers like really represented the music. I f- like the idea of the girl jumping, like, like just, I don't know. I just felt it. It just felt right. Like, I don't know if I can put it into exact words, like how the album cover like fits or makes sense to the, uh, the story on the record, but it makes sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. It's just one of those things I like, I literally don't know how to explain. Just when I saw it, I was like, Jesus, kitties! They're going crazy. They're going crazy. I uh, have a lot to say too. But um, and the title is like um, the album is about like um, you know, it has a, a lot to do with um, identifying as trans and figuring out you're not you know a cis person. Um, mm-hmm. And so like uh, so through that it's like I became you know instead of i became trans or whatever like the birds is a symbol for whatever the fuck i am um (laughs) to put it to put it you know really blunt um (laughs) yeah and so it's just uh yeah it's like that's yeah that's where that comes from i don't want to beat it into it to the ground uh i pretty much got the point across okay (laughs) oh so birds is just like whatever you need it to be for the listener yeah birds is for, for me birds is i became um gender fluid but for yeah. i want birds to symbolize whatever it needs to for the listener you know that's why it's mm-hmm. birds uh so it can be you know like if you're having a rough time like you can i became a good person or i became um sober or whatever you want to do you know whatever yeah. birds needs to be that's what it is you know yeah i okay. love that i love that a lot it's amazing uh, i love so... you love you all <laughs> especially you joe kiss again do it adorable um, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this album uh sure um uh for every home is where thing the lyrics are first um which makes uh writing the music very difficult sometimes as joe will tell you that it can yeah. be a pain in the ass to fit the music to the words but we always figure it out the only time we couldn't is the last song the old country i've been working on since for about not eight years uh, it was about 20 or so stanzas, and when I brought it to Trace, our guitarist, he was just very calmly, he was just like, I can't do this. It's just <laughs> too long. 
And yeah. uh, there was no meter to it at all. It was all free form kind of poetry. And he was like, this is cool, but I really can't. So I just gutted it. And, um, and that's and from the best of the best. But as for the rest of the record, um, I think we wrote this album more as a band than, than Our Mouse to Smile. For Our Mouse to Smile, it was just me and Trace alone with an acoustic guitar playing chess and drinking Coke. And um, for, God, what was it, like a year almost, Joe? Like I would we were, say like, over a year. The yeah, first album was over a year. It oh, took wow. a really long time to, to figure out those songs. And then these songs, I wrote two, like, of the, two of the songs, like, pretty much myself, like, music, lyrics, and all. And then Joe, I mean, uh, Trace added in a little bit of spice. Uh, I think I said that in the last interview, the exact words. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's true. And then uh, Connor um, actually, like, wrote the beginning to um, sewn together from the membrane of the great sea cucumber. And then we wrote it off there. And I think uh, Joe had a lot to do with assisted hirakiri, like with the stops, like where it begins, where it ends, and stuff like that. Um, so this album was a lot more of a band effort uh, on the musical front. I still, I still write all the words, um, but um, but yeah, it was definitely a lot more collaborative. Um, we were we were all like, we want this to be like a big record. Like we wanted it to be produced well. We wanted it to market like really well. We just put everything we had into this record. Um, every crevice of this record has like a lot of attention to it, whether it's from just like the album art and the liner notes to like where like delays happen or like how dense the reverb is or something like that. It was just a lot, a lot of care put into this record. Wow. Which a lot of props goes to uh, Matt Goings for that. Yeah. Uh, He, he loved every second of it. I believe I can say that confidently. And uh, he, he wanted to put as much work as we wanted to work on it. Uh, he was very collaborative with that, and uh, and he's a master at it. He's yeah, fantastic. Production. Literal master craftsman, like for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think the record would be nearly as good without Matt. Like, Matt did the synthesizer. He also did a lot of tambourine on the songs, um, mm-hmm. too. And he was just a joy to work with. Like, he was just really nice. He wasn't afraid to tell us when we screwed up. And then he was also, like, when we thought we screwed up, he would tell us. He was like, no, like, that was good. Like, we don't need to do it again. Yeah. And like, I think the, the screamo part for Sewn Together was actually like a scratch take. It was like supposed to be just filler, but mm-hmm. he was like, this, you don't really need to do another one. Like, this is pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, I guess so. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's so amazing. We consider Matt the fifth member of Home Is Where at this point. I think it's safe to say. <laughs> pretty sure you told us right. that during the last interview, too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I have a bad habit of repeating myself. I'm sorry. It's fine. There's going to okay. be a lot of overlap. They're the same questions. <laughs> Don't say that. As if it's not obvious. Yeah. All right. Um, so I want you to, to pick out your favorite lyric off of this album and tell me the meaning behind it. Joe, why don't you go first? I'm going to need a second. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, is Can it, for me, I'll just say my interpretation of it okay, yeah. since I didn't... Um, write it yeah i don't uh, tell the, the guys what the songs are about until after they're released just in, in fact i don't even them. always know the names of the songs i would call them <laughs> samantha the one that sounds like death heaven and wow. uh there was one that sounded like fugazi for a minute but that kind of deteriorated into oh. something else um uh brandon what what do you say in hey samantha um 
say a lot. <laughs> yeah, you so, there's something lot, that yeah. really stands out in that uh, that I that I what keep forgetting. I hey, <laughs> uh, something you say. Well, uh, I'll just say um, let's vacate. Uh, let's trespass vacant properties. I think is fun because it's mm-hmm. it's a it's kind of like a a, a, a a song that's like looking back on um, I guess maybe good times, maybe bad times with somebody that mm-hmm. uh, you uh, shared experience with. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, definitely, I want to pet every puppy I see is very uh, mm-hmm. meaningful to me. Uh, it goes I was for very cats. worried you would find that album, like that lyric, stupid. Like they would just roll their eyes. No, but it's, that seems no to be the, the, the favorite amongst most people. It's but so true. It's I mean... It's it goes for cats too though. Uh, oh, I'm definitely. definitely. Any sort uh, of pet. cat person, any sort exactly. of pet animal, uh, yeah. opossums, raccoons. What's the cat's name? Yeah, what's my cat is asleep, and I don't want to disturb him. He would be oh. grumpy, but I would love to grab him right now. You should follow Joe's cat on TikTok. His yes. name is Kit, and Kit is insane. Kit is a like a bonkers cat. Oh, <laughs> he is bonkers. God. Yeah. I love Kit. I'll show him asleep right now, but he's, oh uh, I don't want to disturb him. Okay. Hey, Kit. We're on the hey, move. Kid, kid. Oh, oh there's Kit. Oh, I love Kit. Adorable. I love Kit so much. I would die for Kit. Me too. Uh, our, our buddy um, did that. That's Kit. Oh, my God. Oh. That is so cool. That's yeah. awesome, Joe. I All right. Back to, the, back to the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> back to the pod. What was the question? <laughs> what is your favorite lyric, and can you explain the meaning behind it? Um, I think my favorite lyric is the last lyric on the record, the Will You Teach Me How to Die? I Have a Whole Lifetime to Learn. Uh, I wrote that when I was 18, wow. um, when, after I tried to unalive myself, uh-huh. and um, yeah, I got a little heavy. <laughs> yeah. I got a little heavy, but, um, but yeah, that, I, I, wrote, I wrote, that was like supposed to be the note, I guess, um, mm-hmm. and then you... Clearly, I I was not successful, so I was like, "Well, this would be cool in a song, I guess." And um, I mean, it was a lot. I make it sound way more callous than it is. I'm just emotionally deflecting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, but yeah, I, I like that lyric a lot because it's been with me for a really long time. Like for yeah, like for eight years, I've like known that's what I want that to be the last lyric on mm-hmm. um on an album on the on the album and um. Yeah, that just that lyric means a whole lot to me. It's been with me through a lot, and um, I think it's pretty optimistic, despite the context it was written in. You know, it's not like longing. It's more like give. Uh, I don't know how to put it. like. Not it's it's like you're saying not, you're saying show me how to die, but I have my whole lifetime to do so. It, yeah. It's it's like saying uh, I you're kind of taking the inevitable death on your own terms. Right. You know? yeah. 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 It's yeah. perfect. Literally perfect, Joe. Wow! Bravo! Thank you so much. I love you too, bro. Joe didn't even really Joe didn't even write the lyrics, and they're playing. The <laughs> he understands it better than I do. <laughs> um. So you already answered what song took the longest to write, but I would like to know which song is your favorite off of the record. Assisted here, Carrie. All right. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. playing it. That's so fun to play. Yeah, I like playing Assisted Here Akiri too, but I think like my favorite song on the album is also The Old Country because it's so different than anything we've done because it's just so mm-hmm. laid back and, and, and minimal. And um, it also, like compared to the rest of the album, has a, like, a slightly 
more lo-fi tinge to it, like barely, but like, you know, you can hear Joe coughing in the background and um, it's just, <laughs> I like songs where you can hear the studio and um, yeah. So yeah, probably like favorite one to listen to, which I mean, I don't, I don't listen to this that often. Um, That's fair. But um, yeah, I would guess, I think it would be easier for me to listen to the old country because it's short. It's got a pretty little fade out. And, mm-hmm. um, but I, I love playing assisted here at Kiri Live. That, that is a blast. I, I will say I hate playing uh, long distance conjoined twins as my least favorite song <laughs> to play live because it is very hard fun. to maintain my breath. Oh, um, yeah with the cadence of that uh that song yeah it's a pain in the ass so that would be a set list staple when shows come back then of course uh long distance conjoined twins hell no that's like a once in a while kind of song that's like that's like uh like a really big important show kind of song yeah. but it's like oh my god it. they're playing it yeah that's yeah it's one of those like when one of those songs. prince daddy and origami angel are opening for you guys that's oh when god. that's when we're gonna whip it out we're opening for them. No, no, no. Origami Angel uh, reached out to us, and they were really, really nice. Shouts out oh, to Origami uh, Gang. We yeah, love Rylan like here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, can you tell me where your headspace was while creating this album? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next question. Shane, go. <laughs> oh, man. No, um, uh, was it, did you ask for the whole album or for just a particular song? Uh, the whole album. But if um, you want to do song by song, that's cool too. Oh, I'm sorry. I just need to wolf down this donut. I got it's all so good. much time. But, it um, looks great. It's a good donut. It's plain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like to keep it simple. Classic. Wait, not like glazed? No. Glazed is too sticky. Oh. I'm a mess. I can't be trusted oh. with glazed donuts. Yeah, I understand. Old fashioned. Sure. Old fashioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just a traditional kind of person. <laughs> yeah. But um, my headspace was, I mean, it's been through... This album's been through a lot of different stuff. I'm sorry if I'm talking loud. I just realized I have no volume control. But um, it's all good. So I started writing this record when I was like 17 or 18, um, not having fun. And uh, the record originally started out as like I used to have really, really vivid dreams about a um, uh, actress sort of called Edie Sedgwick from the 60s. She was in like a bunch of Andy Warhol shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would visit me in my dreams and we would talk and stuff and she'd help me through whatever... Um, mental crisis I was going through and then so I started to write about her and like our dreams my dreams with her in them and stuff like that and then slowly it evolved into a bunch of different things um my headspace writing this record was I was working nights at a gas station um I was falling in love with my girlfriend at the time um Mm. we were taking off a little bit more locally as a band because our mouths of smile came out and um and um we started playing more shows and like people were like coming out to actually see us instead of whoever we were opening for, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, And I was also obsessed with Scientology escape videos around the time I was having a really serious gender crisis. uh, One that I had big one I had been ignoring since uh, high school. Mm -hmm. And um, just because I just could not handle it. I had so much shit on my plate. I was like, I'll get to this. I'll, this can wait. And then, um, even while we were writing these songs, uh, like together, like after the lyrics were written and we were playing them, like it was still in my head, like, you know, you're singing about, you know, not being cis. And I'm like, ah, don't go away. I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> and then finally, yeah. when quarantine hit and we were about to record this record, like it just hit me so hard. It was like, you can't ignore it anymore. Like you have 
I have to deal with this uh, or yeah. I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. And um, thankfully, um, I didn't lose my mind, at least not totally. And um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's been it's been crazy because it's been, it took a really almost a decade to write this album. So it's it's definitely changed. But um yeah, the biggest influence, like the biggest thought processes were like comparing, figuring out your gender identity to escaping a cult, like Scientology. Okay. Yeah. So wow. why did the record take a decade to write? I'm very curious. Because I wanted the lyrics to be perfect. Okay. Um, this is yeah, my child. True. I don't plan on having kids um, with the way the... Uh, future looks politically and environmentally and i just so this album is my baby like this mm -hmm. is what if we don't get to do anything else like um i want to be this is what i want to be remembered for you know this is what i yeah. want people if they don't know me this is what i want them to see me as is this record well i mean i mean i'm more than this record but i mean i don't know how to put it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like yeah yeah it's um yeah, it's just really important to me, and I'm a perfectionist uh, when it comes to this shit. Uh, I don't care about anything else other than this band and my girlfriend. So, um, I take I take the I take my girlfriend and this band very seriously. Also, and also <laughs> musically, maybe not a decade, but yeah. musically, it takes at least a year. At least I think we've noticed to fully write um, these songs. Because uh, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was assisted here at Carrie was a totally different song. It was the more oh. Fugazi sounding one. It was an, and it was yeah, really, it was um, intense. Mm -hmm. And it, that actually almost turned more into um, Sea Cucumber, the, the contrast of the soft and intense. We, yeah. we kept pushing around these ideas, like Brandon would put lyrics here uh, and then we would move the music that way. But then uh, Brandon would realize that maybe the harder sounded better with the softer and the soft. So we kept playing like musical chairs with the music. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and, and I feel like the songs went through like a roller coaster of different sounds before they really solidified, uh, especially with our mouse to smile. I mean, every single one of those songs were uh, a different genre almost um, yeah. before they became what they were. Uh, wow. And I, that that's definitely uh, trace. Trace and I, I believe, have a really good chemistry with songwriting because we come from a band be, uh, um, from the Ned outside of Home Is Where. So we mm -hmm. have like that writing bond. So when him and I speak music, we like to play musical chairs like, oh, let's do this. Oh, let's no. Now let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's I think that's good to have in. A, it, it keeps things from being too one way the whole time you know yeah yeah so since yeah, you wanted sense. this album to be perfect like if someone held the gun to your head and said you have to end the band right now would you be like content with oh totally what you've put out and the legacy that you're gonna leave behind and everything 100 100 yeah um okay. yeah without a doubt i wouldn't have released it if i wasn't comfortable having a gun to my head okay <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's there's, true. Also, there's like a few things like I wish we could have done. Like I really, really wanted a banjo player on the first song, um, mm -hmm. but that fell through. And I think there was like some talk, Joe, right? We wanted an accordion player at some point, but that kind of just never, no one. Aww. Aww. I feel like, but, didn't we know someone who played accordion? 
Oh, man. Maybe. I don't remember. Uh, my uncle plays banjo if we ever want to do a remix. Yeah, I was going to say. For one oh, of the songs. That would be awesome. That would be really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm totally happy with the record. Um, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Sorry. That was very solid, by the way. <laughs> it was. That was pretty good. Yeah. On the heart. <laughs> so, uh, what band artist influence do you think you can hear the most on this record? Um, I think we went into the mindset. I've been. I've said this in a few interviews, but I think we went into the mindset where we were like, "What if Fugazi made pet sounds? Like, what yeah. if like this layered, almost psychedelic, but not you know psychedelic." twist on it i don't know how to put it um so fugazi is a pretty big influence um i would also say seeing uh for your health and shin guard live was a big why we went really hard on mm-hmm. um on some tracks because i saw i saw them live um and it kind of blew my mind also got into exhalants around the time i was writing this record um beck like early lo-fi beck was a big influence on this shit um Captain Jazz, of course, um, of course, and yes, uh, obviously, yeah, course. Uh, Bob Dylan is easy. New, you know, Neutral Milk Hotel, that the mm-hmm. basics, the stuff that will always influence the music indirectly or directly. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure. There was a bunch of different stuff. It was it was more like each song had a different um, had a totally different musical influence uh, to it. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that's fair to say that each each song is is a little bit more influenced by something different than the entire thing as one. Because mm-hmm. our thing is is like we want the songs to stand on their own. Like like we want the songs to almost feel like an album themselves. You know. Um, so yeah, that yeah that's that's all I pretty much got to say about that. I think. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome that each song has like different influences that you could hear because then, as you guys said, you can just keep playing musical chairs with the genres and keep the album sounding different and, I don't know, funky. That's the word that keeps coming into my head. So, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so this one should be like super, super fast. Off the top of your heads, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. Both of you have to do it. It's an album. So true. Tell there them. you go. Tell them. I love that. That's the DIY discourse for the week. Yeah. I never thought that people would give a shit enough about us to actually argue <laughs> with each other about it on the internet. It's very cool. Yeah. Between that and Glory's ketchup tweet, DIY has been oh uh, in flames. I didn't understand. People Disgusting. were so How impressed. Dare you? <gasps> oh my god! There we go. So true. You don't. Thank you. you. Really? Like. Oh my god, I'm so sad. I meant like boxed mac and cheese. Like, I'm so lost. I think I missed something. What happened? (laughs) So, I made a tweet saying that ketchup belongs on boxed mac and cheese because it's like if you're having like chicken nuggets with like mac and cheese, you know, like the staple, like six year old, like stop it. And and the the, the ketchup gets on the mac and cheese from the chicken nuggets, then it's like, oh, hey, that kind of tastes good. So, Mm -hmm. that's I I appreciate and understand the experimentation. Yeah. Um, I'm just ketchup is like the worst thing in the world. Person, are you serious? Chill Wave said that ketchup should just be a, destroyed entirely, and to that, I agree. Uh, or, no, was it Chill Wave or someone else? Someone said that it was it, 
it yeah, should it was be chewy. destroyed. Ketchup's pretty bad. And I also disagree with that. Ketchup is good. It just does not belong mm-hmm. on uh, boxed mac and cheese. I think it tastes great. Why specifically boxed? Why not? Because gourmet? if I said if I said like homemade mac and cheese, my mother would kill me. Also, because mm-hmm. it tastes horrible on horrible on oh my god on homemade mac and cheese because it's like box mac and cheese is for me like one note kind of but then it's like my mom's homemade mac and cheese has like different notes and it wouldn't work with ketchup so like yeah yeah hey i put mayonnaise and onions on a hot dog so i don't really have ouch i thought everybody did that oh cool yeah i mean they don't they don't sell like at an average hot dog stand they don't have mayonnaise or ketchup i mean or onions so mm-hmm. I thought I was weird, but I'm glad to see that other people like that. So yeah, cool. it's delicious. Yeah. Uh, so is there a certain feeling uh, you want your listeners to have while going through the album? Joe, do you want anybody to feel anything? Um, the first album, Our Mouths to Smile, was super nostalgic. Campfire, mm-hmm. like camping, hanging out with your friends. Like, I don't know, super nostalgic, like a yeah. cottage in North Carolina. This album is a little bit more aggressive, mm-hmm. um, but the kind of aggressive, like, uh, maybe I, I have something to say, but people aren't really taking me seriously, so I have to scream it kind of aggressive, yeah. you know? Um, but also important, because I think you can take Brandon, <clears throat> Brandon's lyrics and adapt them to your own um life or anything um Mm -hmm. especially when you talk about um your gender identity the way you you say it sometimes uh uh oh anatomy the the treachery um that's probably like the most like this like forward like straight yeah yeah Yeah. and i and i take that as more of like uh uh like anybody struggling with like body dysphoria too Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or any kind of body image issue, you know, mm-hmm. uh, struggling through that because you can, um, you know, feel uncomfortable within yourself, and and uh, and and it feels like you're ripping. I became birds. Like you, it feels like you're you're ripping off one layer of yourself, mm-hmm. and and allowing this deeper pers- uh, deeper layer, deeper inside feeling to come out and that's that's that kind of aggressive so it's like a progressive aggressive yeah that was really good yeah uh, i agree yeah like i said on the last one like i really don't try to tell people how to feel in my music uh there's definitely like a mood that the song is in by default you know but people are telling me that they find the album really fun which is what i thought about the last album i didn't think this album was like fun at all like for me this album's like crushing like this album's like pretty emotionally heavy but people are like telling me like yeah i'm moshing in my room to it by myself or dancing with my cats or whatever and i'm like it's really cool like there are people waking up and listening to this album and all i can think is like damn you really just want your day to be sad but i guess they're having a good time like i guess they're you know um yeah i guess it's the riffs brandon it's the riffs yeah they might not be listening to the lyrics they're just like wow this goes hard you know yeah yeah, Connor probably helps with the funness a lot. Our bass player, I think yeah, he slaps. Bat slaps. slaps. <laughs> yeah, I think he definitely adds a lot more fun and, and levity to the heaviness. Mm-hmm. For sure, definitely. 
Uh, so if you guys don't mind, we're actually going to shift away from music for the last okay. couple questions. Sick. Uh, so if you could become one animal for the rest of your life, which animal would it be and why? Cat. So true. Why? Uh, so a well, I don't think there's anything better than a well-taken-care-of cat, you know, mm -hmm. a happy home. Um, the way that they lift their tails up and just strut. Uh, <laughs> and they do that little butt strut shake. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I would love to just sleep all day. Um, and you know, I, I have this respect towards cats where it, it, dogs are kind of like, uh, a child. You have to take care of them and a lot of attention. Cats yeah. are like a roommate, you know, oh, they yeah. respect their distance. And, and I feel like I would make a really good cat, uh, <laughs> demand attention when I want attention, but mm -hmm. also respect your distance and, and just feed me and clean my poop, you know, it's <laughs> that easy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much what it was like touring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I already became birds, so I guess I should probably pick something else. I like my. I think my favorite animal are like octopus or manatees. Ooh. So probably one of them. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll keep it simple. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and I don't have a segue for the rest of it. Uh, so I need you to walk with me. You're on a desert island. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one person. Who and what are you bringing? Joe, you go first, bud. I got to think. Book, music, movie? Uh, book, movie. Person. Oh. Person, person, person. Sorry. Um, book, Brief History of Time, Stephen Hawking. Mm -hmm. uh, movie, Hot Rod. Uh, person, my fiance, Marissa. Oh, solid. Yeah, the person I would take is walking around in the background right now. That's my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and um, movie, um, probably Halloween, OG yeah. Halloween. Or, um, or maybe if I'm like, you know, if I'm trapped on an island, I might want to laugh. So I might bring like clerks or something. I either like really corny horror movies from like the 70s and 80s or like really cheap slacker 90s comedies like like suburbia or like clerks and shit like that. Um, so yeah, one of those, um, book, uh, my favorite book is bound for glory by Woody Guthrie, but I think that would be a really depressing read for, for the most part. So I'm trying to think I'll probably bring like the complete, like, um, like complete Robert Crumb selection. He was a comic artist, like the, you know, like keep on trucking, like the, Oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I like Robert Crumb's artwork a whole lot and his writing a lot. Um, critically, he does some really stupid shit. Um, but I, I do really appreciate A lot of our art, like the Abernathy, like our cartoon people, are really inspired by Robert Crumb. And oh. um, so, yeah. So probably that. Or like maybe like the Peanuts complete collection. I like That's Sunday true. funnies. Like I don't read books. Uh, I like to read like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like Sunday's funnies, like, you know, like Beetle Bailey. And Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know there's like gigantic books of Peanuts comics oh, yeah. that you could bring. So yeah, yeah. It would last a while, you know. Exactly. That would kill some time. Yeah. Definitely. And then when you're done with it, you have stuff to decorate your cave with. You know. Exactly. exactly. You're done so. with it, and then you can walk along your cave and read the funnies as you walk out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and then go. <laughs> <laughs> and go. About all you you go about your day. Go go uh, scavenge some berries or whatever. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? 
Um, my charger. Oh, that was really solid. I hate it. <laughs> um, you know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I mean, if you want to on Facebook, you can. I don't know why you would. Um, you won't see any of our posts because Zuckerberg hates us. Um, you know, listen to us wherever you listen to music. Um, we have a live stream, live stream coming out kind of soon that me and Joe are going to be working on. Um, so keep your eye out for that. Which Brandon, uh, are you coming over Friday? I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to, I'm right now. I got a lot of shit going on in my condo. Um, okay. like they're doing construction and shit here because it's a, it's a shit show. So I'm going to try, um, cause I leave for New York on Sunday. So I'm going to try my best to get over there this weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, what else do we got? We have merch, you know, check out our merch. Um, what, what do you, what is this premiering y'all? Mm, oh. I don't know. Uh, typically the timeline's a month it'll probably be a little yeah. less than that though yeah okay because i know we have like a really big announcement when it comes to um physicals um are we gonna is spinnies spinny discs <gasps> Stop. i would be. say that's that's gonna oh be a while from now i don't know a little if, bit. yeah probably i don't know if it's ready to <clears throat> announce Okay. Yeah, so you know, just just be on the lookout for cool stuff. We got some, we got some really, really cool stuff uh, coming real soon. All right. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Because you mentioned like Instagram and stuff, I want to ask, what? Why do you wonder what Bob Dylan smells like? How could you not look at him? Dude looks like he smells. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Fantastic. Um, I love Bob Dylan. He's my all-time favorite, and um, yeah, I don't think I'd ever want to meet him or hang out with him because that would be too nerve <laughs> But uh, I definitely want to give him a whiff. Okay, just one yeah. fat whiff. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Whiff. soak it in. Mm-hmm. Oh my well, god! Uh, thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This has been Home Is Where, and uh, we're the Good Noise <laughs> Podcast.